Bill is a failed skydiver and a bear sometimes he runs. Ben's always traveling, an occasional beach bum. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's BHP Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, BHP Town Hall. Ben created Eye on Off, he's a comic book fanatic. Phil made Pyro CMS, he's probably in a kayak. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's BHP. Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, BHP, Town Hall. Welcome back to another episode of PHP Town Hall, episode 80, The Bells of the Ball. We are talking today with Zuzana Kunskova, and I totally butchered that. No, it was good. Really good. Well done. <laughs> awesome. So it's your first time on a podcast, and we're super happy to have you because we want to talk about... Um, your initiative, the Larabelle's project, and all the cool stuff you have going on there. So how's it going? Oh, good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. It's still sunny right now where I live in Nashville for next few hours, and it's going to start raining. So trying to take it all in. Ben, how's it going? Oh, it's good. It's also a beautiful day here, so I'm going to try to get out and like walk around or something after we get done recording. Yeah, I have to finish up like a little bit of work, and I might do it on my patio. Just Smart. Yeah. But so anyways, um, Larabelle's, let's talk about it. What, I guess the first like thing is like, what prompted you to start this whole thing? Um, that's a good question. I mean, it's, it was, uh, well, I think it started about, uh, was it two years ago when I got really interested in Laravel and I was just looking for, you know, a place online a community because yeah, there's the Slack, Laravel Slack and there's Discord channel, but they are so busy. And like, it's hard to, you can, it's good to ask questions, but it's not good to, you know, meet people kind of, uh, I just never felt comfortable, even though I did ask questions there, sometimes they wouldn't get answered. And sometimes people wouldn't understand what I was asking. So it was just kind of, it was awkward. So I went on Twitter and I was like, most of the other technologies have communities for women. And I was looking for communities for women because back then I was a part of View Vixens, which are now Fraud and Foxes. This is the community for women around the View. JS technology. And then there was a community called uh, Mums Can Code. I don't think that that exists anymore. So anyway, I was part of two communities already. So I kind of naturally went to look for one in Laravel. And like I tweeted about it, I asked and say that people said, nope, there is nothing. So that was two years ago. And I was like, oh, that, that's a shame. <laughs> and I didn't do anything about it for all this time. And then uh, I'm, I've got a few friends that we meet up every like two weeks and i mentioned it to them i said well i'm thinking of starting community because there is nothing like that and they all said do it do it i was like hold on let me talk about it I said no 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 just do it oh well, so i did it i mean to be honest i did not expect the response i got i thought i was going to get like a few people that we would form our our private slack channel and just talk but the response i got on on twitter was just overwhelming amazing i just and yeah it went from there really I didn't plan anything like that, honestly. This is, as somebody called it, it it's an uh, unexpectedly successful side project because I did not, I did not intend to start a community like that. Like that was not my plan at all. Well, I mean, that's like, that, I, I don't know if you know Cal Evans. Um, that's kind of like what he says is, you know, like if there is no community for what you're looking for, you are the community and you need to do the work to start it. But yeah, I mean, like, I just remember one day, out of the blue, it almost seemed like Larabelle's went from 
never heard of it so just blowing up overnight and it seemed like like you said like the most successful side project um that anyone's ever had how many people are um like you said you have like a slack channel how many people like are averaging in the slack channel we've got discord so i i run a poll on twitter what would people prefer slack or discord and discord won. so i went for discord so the discord this is a new thing so i only started discord i think was it last month or yeah i think a few weeks ago not long ago so we are i think there are about 40 people and yeah so that i mean there are general channels and then i've got like channels for Laraboss only and uh it's a i think people are talking so it's nice that we are building uh relationships really so that people feel comfortable asking questions there and sometimes it's easier to ask even though there's few of us but it's easier to ask questions there than asking them on a big forum or on twitter or anywhere public so i think yeah for how young the community is it's going well yeah i mean i think asking questions and like the larger laravel slack and not to like dunk on a laravel slack even though i love to do that it is hard just because you know, there's so many people mm. and there is groups of people like especially on twitter where if you post the wrong thing they're just going to come at you ready for you know a fight so like having that small more inclusive um group where you can talk about the questions and like notice like a a safe space to do so like facilitates yeah. way better conversation way better answers and everyone learns from that too it's, it's a huge Definitely. win overall yeah and like we don't have to talk about laravel like this we've got a book club now so we are reading there's three of us reading the deep work book by carl newport i think so we started reading that so it's like we don't have to talk about laravel only but it's part of it as well but also like if there's anything personal you want to discuss it's just nice to have a place of you know understanding people that's great. Do you have um like a Discord the plan or do you have like a further plan for the group? What's kind of the the outlook there? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, as with anything with Laravels, I didn't plan it and I kind of build it as it happens. Like when I ask when I see that something needs doing, I do it. So even that's why I started Discord this late, because I didn't think it was necessary early on. And I thought it's better not to have a Discord channel that's dead. So like compare if you have a Discord channel, nobody talks about it talks there. It's worse than not having one at all. So that's why I didn't do anyone for such a long time because I thought, well, if I do uh, create one and then there are few people and nobody's talking, then somebody comes in and they say, Well, there's nothing's happening here, it's rubbish. So that's why I only started this late. But the point, like so do you mean like what's the point of Laurabus? What's the goal of Laurabus in general or the yeah, I guess my question came from when I was looking at your website and it says it's not launched yet. And that could just be that the website's out of date. But I was wondering, like, what does launch mean? Define launch, exactly. I mean, that's the, oh dear. I mean, that website, that's a placeholder website. You know what it's like? It's like, I think in Czech we have a saying that the shoemaker's son is always barefoot. And we are web developers and our website should be, you know, really good. Yes, it's often not the case. I mean, you do everyone else's job, not your own. So Laravel's website is the place for the website. So when I say we will launch, what I really mean is that we're going to have a nice website eventually. <laughs> and it's going to happen. I, I think I need to remove that from it because it's just put so much pressure on me because we already have it designed. So I'm not a designer. If you look at that website, you can tell I'm not a designer. And I got it designed by Nohemi from Titan. So we have a design, we have a new logo, everything is ready. Now we just need to build it. Simple, huh? So this is, I mean, we have started. So it's me and the two other ladies helping me. There's uh, Diana. She's been, she's working at Beyond Code now. 
and then there is Anna. I don't actually know where Anna's working, but she's from Portugal. <laughs> so the three of us, we, we are building the website now. And when it happens, it happens. It's just I try not to put any pressure on us because we all have our jobs, other jobs as well, paid jobs. But it will happen. So when I say we will launch, at first it was supposed to be launched later 2020, and now it's early 2021. And I think instead of just changing the date, I'm just going to get rid of it. And yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot. That wasn't I know. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I was like, what does launch define launch? Like, what am I trying to do? I mean, yeah, once the website is live, the new one, it's going to be, so we're going to have a directory of Laravel. So that we're going to have a list of Laravels. What currently I do that on over a newsletter that every month I feature two, two Laravels. But once the website is live, we will have it all on the online. Uh, then we're going to have um, events and tutorials and things like that. I'm, go I'm not going to make it yet another Laravel website, like website about Laravel. It's not going to be about la general Laravel things. It's going to be always focused on Laravels. So resources done by Laravels or tutorials done by Laravel. You know, I'm trying to, that's the whole point of Laravels, right? Like, I mean, uh, being, like, trying to make women more visible to the general Laravel com community. So, yeah, that's, that's the plan. So it's not going to be just like landing page and, you know, sign up to our newsletter. That's going to be more eventually. <laughs> no, that, that's really cool. And I mean, I also see on the website, there's like a thing for sponsors. So like, I'm guessing is that kind of gearing towards helping sponsor people to get the like conferences and things like that as well? Is that yeah. kind of the, cool? Yeah. So right now the sponsors, that's another thing that I've, I'm feeling so guilty about because people have been great. And from right from the first, original tweets people have been saying oh we would love to sponsor you just tell us how and when and the one thing i wanted to do or didn't want to do really is I, any money that wants to that comes to Larabus, i don't want them to have anything to do with me that i don't want my name to be on account nothing it needs to be for Larabus only and to do that at least in england to have a bank account for a company you need to have a company so i had to set up Larabus as a non-profit organization so that took a while so when i did that only then i could create a bank account so now i have that and then all these other things come with it and once i had it as a company i had a bank account i want to do it properly so that's why it's taking a while because i don't want to just create like a sponsorship tiers and just slap the price on it and say oh you know can you please sponsor us and this is how much no so what i'm doing now is i'm preparing a budget of the things that i will probably need to spend over a year and then i'm going to work back backwards from it thinking okay i need so much money per year these will be the expenses. So, and then I'm going to try to create the tiers from there. So that's why, yes, we will be like welcoming sponsors. Right now, the sponsors you see there, these are sponsors in kind. So Titan, they offer their designer to design the website. Uh, Addition is the company I work for, and I can work on Arabos on their time. So again, they're helping me this way. But eventually, once I finish the budget, once I prepare the tiers, then I will be happy more than happy to accept sponsorships from companies soon hopefully because it's so annoying like companies and people are so kind they email us you know they tell us oh we would like to help you tell us how and i'm like yeah no not yet <laughs> this is just this is a failure on my side because i feel like that's terrible but it will get done well I mean, we, we want sponsor money so. <laughs> you you want some too have you got a page Feel free to send them our way, you know. Yeah, we have a Venmo. It's so much money you can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like yeah, I mean we always try and get money from Taylor because we talk about Laravel all the time. So like how's that going? It's not. 
<laughs> we're working on it. Um, but so like you mentioned, like you found Laravel, like how, what were you doing before your time with Laravel? Like how did, how did you find out about Laravel? Was it like, were you a Rails developer and then like you got angry or like, were you, were you like trying to mess These with These are called leading questions. Don't ask me leading questions. <laughs> Um, don't forget, I've got a background in psychology, so I can see right through you. <laughs> there you go. Now, so I, um, how did I start at Laravel? As I was a WordPress developer, really. So I started, uh, yeah, I was a WordPress developer, and the company I worked for, they had a few Laravel projects, and that's how I started. And right from the beginning, and even as a WordPress developer, I wasn't a senior of, or, you know, in any way, I was still quite new to everything. So when I went over to Laravel, it was so overwhelming. I just had no idea, you know, because WordPress does a lot of things for you, you know, you don't have to worry about routes and, you know, a lot of things. And then in Laravel, when you manage to install it as a beginner, <laughs> finally, all you get is like a landing page and that's all you have pretty much. You don't have, I mean, you have much more, but that's what you see. So at first that was hard, but even right from the beginning, even though I knew it was hard, I just liked it. I don't know. I can't explain. It was a lot to do with the community because the Twitter community is amazing. So it was, it was just nice. So even though I, sorry, <laughs> they'll stop distracting me with messages. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really, I really, it just, it, you know, it, it sounds like the, you know, when you first get to Laravel, it's a facade for all the things you can do. Yeah, it is. There you go. Yeah. See, I, I got it in yeah, there. too small. The messages are too small. <laughs> I should be able to just mute people since I'm the organizer, right? I can yeah, mute Matt. Can't mute me. <laughs> can't mute me at all. Hmm. Okay, so that's, that's awesome. How did you originally get into tech, right? Like, how did you, what was your career path into WordPress and the Norval? Yeah. Um, I, so I've changed career later in life. I mean, that sounds really, that makes me sound really old. But as in what I'm trying to say, I'm not, I'm not one of those kids that had computer from the age of 10 and that got into coding. No, that wasn't me at all. I was actually, I was uh, at best a computer user for a very long time. And luckily, my husband is a software engineer, so I knew if I press a button, he will fix it. If I break something, he will fix it. But that was as far as my knowledge went. I mean, I didn't know anything. But then, like I said, I did a psychology degree, and then I had children, and I did work at a school, like supporting special needs kids. And then I had my third child, and I was like, I can't go back to like this 9 to 5. Even though at school it wasn't 9 to 5, it was more like 9 to 12, and then 1 to 2, or 1 to 3. But it was just so hard, and I thought, I can't. I want to be more flexible. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. So I genuinely, I know this sounds like such a cliche, but I sat down and I Googled things you can do from home. And web design and web development kept coming up. So I thought, okay, that's interesting. But the other thing that was coming up was uh, data analysis. And because I did a degree re recently, I, uh, I really enjoy statistics. So I thought, oh, I can do that. You know, let's try that. So I bought all the books I bought. I, I thought I was going to do it with the language R instead of Python. I don't know why, because R, was, uh, R is popular in the academic circle. So we, even though we didn't even use it at university, but I thought, oh, R sounds, you know, cool. So let's go with R. And I bought all the books. <laughs> like I've got three books on R. And then uh, I was asked, oh, can you do a website? I was like, I, I don't know how. So I was just, there are tutorials to it. So I did a bootstrap website and I, I call it a beginner's luck because it worked. I mean, for the, I've never done, done anything web before. And thanks to tutorials, I just managed to do a working website. It was one page, but even the form was working. And it wasn't WordPress. It was just static website, PHP form. And 
I think that's the thing with web development. There's such an instant gratification that even when something works, it works immediately. And so, yeah, and then we went back to this analysis. I stayed with web development. And that's, yeah, the rest is history, really. Did you uh, finish your degree in CS or how did you, did you yeah. do kind of academics towards that? No. So I, uh, which means, so I did, I finished my degree in psychology. So I mm -hmm. did that. And uh, there was a time when I thought about doing masters in statistics or something. But then as I started working, I realized you don't really need it. I still, because I like to study. I think I just, I just, I just like it. So there's always this thing, like I want to study more, do more like official education, but I don't know if I'm going to. But no, I stopped at bachelor's. That was it. Nice. I see that you were in a Google program with Udacity. How did that yeah. come about? And what was your experience of it? Um, that was really soon after I did that website. It was really at the beginning of my whole journey. And I think back then, what did I do? I did, I used pre-code camp and uh, some Udemy courses. And I saw an ad for the Udacity Nano Degree Scholarship by Google. And I thought, oh, just fill it out. You know, why not? What, what can happen? You know, I've got nothing to lose. So I did. And I, I got it, surprisingly. So I did the, the, the Nano Degree. And that was called mobile, mobile Web Specialist. And people get confused. They're like, it's got something to do with mobiles. No. All it had to do was like making mobiles, like mo making web more responsive and installing service workers, that sort of thing. And there was a lot of accessibility as well. Uh, so really working towards progressive web apps. That's what we did. Um, so yeah, it was pure luck, really. I just saw an ad. I clicked on it, applied, got it and finished. So that was, that, that's all it was. How does the nano degree work? Is it uh, like a structured program or at your own pace? So I don't know how it works now because when I did it, it was four years ago. And back then you could do the courses for free as well. The only difference was that if you paid for another degree, you had, uh, you had like a feedback on your code by a person. So it wasn't like, you know, whether something tests passes or not. It was an actual person going through your code and, you know, telling you what they thought about it. So that's what you back then. That's what you were paying for really. Now, I actually checked it just before this, before this call, and I see that I don't think you can do free uh, Udacity courses anymore. I couldn't find any free options. So, uh, yeah, I don't know when it's changed. But, yeah, back then, I think it was four, three years ago, you could do it for free. But what it was, so it was structured as in, like, you had course, you had to do the assignments. But yeah, at the end of each module, I would think, there was, like, a project you had to do, and then you had to submit it for review, and then you, you had to keep submitting until it passed, and only then you could move on. Yeah, but I don't know how they do it now. I have no idea. I mean, them letting you send, like, paying to have someone, like, actually review your code versus just test passing is, seems like a, a huge thing. Like, because I did the team treehouse lessons, because I, I kind of got, like, the same thing you did. Like, I was like, what can I do from home without a college degree and get health insurance? Because America. And, um,. <laughs> It was like, you can be a programmer. And I was like, okay, cool. And so, like, I did Team Treehouse, and it would tell me if my code ran, but, like, I didn't know if I was doing it, you know, the right way. Mm -hmm. So, like, being able to pay somebody, or, like, have, like, a group kind of like Laravel's where I could, like, like, safely post my code and be like, how does this actually look? Like, it works, and it gets the end result that I wanted to, but, like, does it make sense? Seems like a mm -hmm. win, just... Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the that was the selling point, really, because you can do free courses all over the place and certificates, they don't really mean much. I mean, I got one, but I never used it. But the value I got was that you, yeah, you get somebody else to tell you what you can do, what you should do better. 
And it was because it was so early in my journey. And funnily enough, I actually applied for a different undergree for, because this mobile web specialist was, was like an in intermediate one. And I applied for the basic, like a beginner's one. But they moved me up. I was like, I don't know if I can do it. So I've struggled throughout. Honestly, if it wasn't for the other people, I don't think I would have finished. But I, I did. And actually me finishing, that was the first time when I thought, maybe I can actually do it. Maybe I can make it a career. Because if it wasn't for somebody else, like help believing in you. So that was, that was actually the, it's not the knowledge I gained. It was the confidence I gained from that course that really made the difference in my life. Because once I did the course, I actually thought, okay, so now I finished this. And now I feel like I can go and talk to people as a web developer. So I went to a local WordPress meetup. And I only picked WordPress. Until then, I had zero experience with WordPress. I picked WordPress because it was just the right size. And they did it in the right day. So they, they did it on Monday evening. And it was the night I was free. And looking back at the other meetups, it looked like they have like 30 people on average. I was like, that's perfect. It's not too much, you know, not too many people, not too few. So I can still hide if I don't want to talk to people. So that was the only reason why I chose WordPress. There was nothing else to it. And yes, it turned out that it was a really good gr group of people. And like two or three months in, I offered to give a talk on accessibility. All the knowledge that I gained from the Udacity course, I turned into a talk. And me doing this talk, actually, what happened is that there was a guy sitting in the audience and then he came and he talked to me. And eventually it turned out that he owns an agency. And, you know, we kept talking and then he offered me a job. So he offered me a job based on the talk I did with me having zero WordPress experience because he had a WordPress agency, me having zero experience. and he just, you know, offered me a chance. So every time people ask me, how, how can we get like the first job or what can we do? I say, network, talk to people, get to know, you know, make people know you because people hire people. I mean, of course you can, you get hired and people might not know you, but I feel it's always better if you know people and people know you. And even if you don't know enough, they will still give you a chance because of who you are. So that's, it worked for me there. And yeah, that's the advice I'll give people. Yeah, I mean, everyone who's watching the stream, which is probably zero people, saw me shake my head. But, like, <laughs> e everything you just said is things that I tell people all the time. We have a local software um, school here in Nashville, and every so often I'll go speak to them, and they're like, what is your tips for getting a job? And I'm like, go to meetups, volunteer. Like, we have, we have a few conferences that come through, and I'm like, volunteer at conferences and shake, well, pre-COVID, shake as many hands as you possibly can. Like, go to, like, the after parties, even if you don't drink or whatever, you know, like, find a way just to go to the after parties, just network with as many people as possible, get on Twitter, get on wherever, yeah. make a, you know, it's, like, the communities are, like, how I've gotten pretty much every single job I've ever had. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, so that's, that's the same with me because after I got this WordPress job and I stayed with them and that was the company that did Laravel as well. And then I left and I did a, a freelance work for about a year. And again, all my freelance jobs came through word of mouth. You know, other people suggested me. And then at the end, I got, again, I got contacted on Twitter by somebody and they offered me a job. And this is somebody from Addition who now I work with. So all my job, I actually never applied for a job officially. And I'm, I'm scared about, you know, the moment I'll have to apply for offic officially for a job because all my jobs I got was people approaching me or just, you know, us talking. So again, it just pays to talk to people. I mean, people, they say, oh, I'm an introvert. I don't like talking to people. Like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do anything special just you know 
or even just stand there and answer questions. It's yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of engineers, especially, think like networking is a dirty word, right? Like it sounds real salesy and kind of slimy or whatever, right? But if you if you think of it as like I'm going to provide something of value to people I want to be my peers, and then eventually that'll work out well for me. That's a better yeah. way to put it, right? Like you give in a talk, you provided value to people, yeah. Then those same people for provided value back to you by hiring you, mm. right? And it's like, yeah. it's just a cycle of helping each other. It's not, yeah. it's not some like sleazy sales thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and also like just even being in the same room as those people, even if like yeah, I mean, like giving a talk is daunting for a lot of people. Um, even saying hi is daunting. For, it's hard for me to say hi. You know, even like. Mm. People at conferences know me, and I'm still just like this shy introvert in the corner. Um, but even just being at a conference increases your your networking and your your recognition like ten times, and it's it's, yeah. it's hard, but it's worth it. It's absolutely yeah. worth it. And it's, it's also worth it to be involved with like the lar- like not only just like the Laravel community, but like the larger PHP community as well. Because I mean, Laravel is super cool, but not always going to get the work with Laravel. You might have to go to Symphony, God forbid. And if you do, then you know you want to be ready for that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And like I, you know, at the beginning of the meetup, when they ask you, "Can you introduce yourself?" I still don't know what to say. Like just saying my name and I'm a web developer. It still feels so awkward. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't like the small talk. I don't know how to do it. But when there's a conversation about a topic, you know, you can ask questions. You can contribute. Yeah, there's little ways you can be part of a, a community or a group you don't have to be the speaker you don't have to be the organizer you don't have to be you know you can just just stand there and people will slowly and most of the people i mean all people at that meetup are really nice and they know you are new and they just take it easy and they don't try to throw you in the deep end it's just yeah it would be kind of cool though if like you took all the new people at a conference and threw them in like a thunderdome <laughs> It'd be fun. But to code your way out. Yeah. <laughs> in a framework you don't know. It's like yeah. if you're if you're a Ruby developer, you have to code in Python. <gasps> Just make everybody use Zend. Nobody knows how to use that thing. It's not even a thing anymore though. Exactly. It's laminous, I think. Come on. Come on. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> this is what we do. We joke fun of things. So um with Laravel's Laracon is around the corner. Um, is there anything particular that you're hopeful for, looking forward to? And there's some good talks. Um, like I think Taylor is going to be de- debuting some things. There's talks of the container and stuff like that. Is uh, like mm-hmm. I like with everything going online. Like how has that made it easier for like conference accessibility and things like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, not only because it's cheaper, it's much cheaper, but also like as a parent, I couldn't just get up and travel who knows where for a few days just to attend a conference, not only because of the time restrictions, but the money as well. You know, like I just don't, I can't go and spend hundreds of pounds on the tickets and accommodation for a for a weekend or for a few days i just can't justify it not yet anyway so m- having those things online it just makes it so much more accessible to people it's and i know then you lose this networking opportunity and so there's you know it's uh, benefits and uh, disadvantages to both ways but it's good for the knowledge and it's you still can kind of chat to people but yeah i mean that it's great for me and i'm sure i'm not the only one like i'm sure there are other people in 
my situation or similar situation that they just can't either can't afford or they don't have the time they, they have to work you know so having those conferences online that it's definitely helpful and i think even when we go if we go no when we go back to normal like in-person conferences i still hope that a lot of them will still offer at least some sort of online support so that people that can't be there in person can still benefit i mean I don't don't see. go ben I would love to see some type of hybrid, right? Or even just conferences that do a little bit of each. It has been yeah. really nice to be able to attend conferences I would never be able to go to. But I, I miss that social aspect so much too, that it's like, well, they, they both have the advantages. Like I yeah. really miss the in-person conferences, but I've also enjoyed these, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it like, it, it's nice because like I'm speaking at a group in Memphis, which is about, three hours down the road from where I live in a couple weeks. And then next month I'm speaking to the Portland PHP group, which I get to do from the comfort of my own apartment. I don't have to travel to Portland to do it, which is super cool. But yeah, like even being like a super, super, super introverted person, like not having the people around me is kind of weird, but the accessibility I think kind of wins out overall. So Mm. I'd, I'd love to see a hybrid approach. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how, but in a way, I hope somehow we can make it work. Yeah. It, it also seems like kind of like, I mean, one of the nice things I think with COVID and I mean, there's not like a whole lot of nice things that have happened, but like <laughs> it, it did kind of like reset the PHP conference landscape a little bit. Like because before COVID, there was at least in America, there was like a, a just a massive influx of conferences where everyone was fighting over sponsorship money. People were fighting over speakers um mm. to where like i mean i know like there's conferences back to back where like a speaker would show up give their talk and then immediately jet off to the next conference because that's just how their schedule worked and that like while well, well, it's cool to see them like being able to do that and you know kudos to them for being that successful like it does kind of remove a level of the the attractiveness of a conference where it's like i can approach a speaker especially if they're talking about a topic that I'm really interested about and kind of have a, a larger productive conversation outside of the, the realm of their talk where we can talk about whatever topic it is. Um, you know, but like if you're jet setting and just like hopping from conference, to conference, to conference, it, it removes that and it kind of makes the conference feel a little less personal in a way. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see um, all the conferences kind of like have to take a break. Mm-hmm. So that it hopefully kind of retools conferences, resets the sponsorship money, and lets everyone kind of come at it with a new angle, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I'm both interested and kind of scared to see how that goes, right? Because I think probably my worst fear is that it takes, you know, five years to have a good conference rotation again. Um, and I think that's pretty possible, right? Like, it's a lot to rebuild after all this. It is, Yeah, it is a lot to rebuild. I mean, like, I some of our friends have been hit pretty hard. You know, I know the Portland people were getting pretty hit, hit pretty hard um, with their last conference fighting for sponsorship money. Um, Mm -hmm. You know? And so like, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see like the reset happening, but it is a struggle and I hate to see people struggling because of that. And I I definitely don't think the first conference out of the gate is going to be what it was, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's probably great to be that first one though, right? Because it's probably going to have like four thousand people it's show have up. Everybody, just we all want to go. Yeah. So <laughs> they'll they'll be able to use like yeah. all of our faces. Be like, Matt's going to be there. Ben's going to be there. 
Zizana's going to be there. Taylor's going to be there. And we're all like, oh, man. Like, at this point, I would pay for my travel and lodging just to get out of the house and go to a conference. You know? I was yeah, like, actually, yeah. yeah. Like, I was talking to Michael Colm about that the other day. And I was like, I'm at the next conference. I don't care where it is. I will be there. <laughs> oh, even it's about... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care how many trees I have to plant to offset my carbon bill. <laughs> I will be at that conference because I really just want to see my friends. Just bike there. Why would you fly? You know, you've got a bike. I don't think you can bike across the ocean. Uh, so the U.S. is pretty big, so that could yeah. also be quite a journey to bike across the U.S. if the conference is in, like, Portland. There is a big, like, bike ride across America event every year, but it's not supported, so, like, you have to do your own thing. So, like, on the one hand, it sounds incredibly fun, but then, like, you have to carry all of your tubes like all of your air, all of your food, all of your stuff. I'm just like, no, I'm not. Not about that life. Is there like this Appalachian Trail? You've got people walking along the trail. I don't know how many thousands of miles. Oh yeah, we. Uh, who who was it? Chuck Reeves. Um, mm-hmm. who I think he does Python these days. He tried to do the Appalachian Trail and like got I think maybe halfway before he had to bail out of it. Just mm. um injuries or something like that. But yeah, I mean like there's. There's always people crisscrossing um, the country to bike and stuff, but it, you know it's funny you bring that up because the last two conferences or two of the last conferences I went to, I went a day early to each one and rented a bike and rode around the city, and like I did it with friends um, who lived in each each of those cities, and like those are some of the best memories that I have. Those are some like my happiest memories that I'll hold on to forever. And it's it's that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, going to a programming conference is fun, but like it's the friendships that I've made mm-hmm. that make the effort to be an extrovert at those conferences absolutely worth it. Yeah, definitely. I mean again, I've met so many people. So the only conferences I've been to are WordPress or Word Camps in London. I went to two of them. And this is like a weekend thing. So I mean they do Friday workshops and then Saturday, Sunday talks. And these are affordable because WordPress subsidized, I think, a lot of costs. So these are even, and plus I live close to London. So, you know, (laughs) it was easy for me to get there. But it was uh, meeting the people and it's just, it's the people I only see there. But you feel like, and then you go there next year and you meet them again and you're like, like as if you you don't really know each other, but you feel like you do. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a nice thing. Even like with Twitter, sometimes I feel like, yeah, it's with some people I've never met. I just know them on Twitter. And I feel like if we ever see each other in person, it will be either great or really awkward. Like there will be nothing in between. We're like, either we are best buddies or it's like, oh, that's what, that's who you are. Um, okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's a mix of really awesome and really awkward. And yeah. it, I know that because that's pretty much how I did my first conference was I was like, I had my Twitter open. And I was like, you're Jacques Woodcock. I know you from Twitter. And like <laughs> Phil, I met once. I was like, "You're Phil Surgeon," <laughs> and um, so, but like that—that that is like one of the pluses of Twitter is, um, you know, like you kind of make friends before you meet people in person. So when you do meet them in person at a conference, it's it's less like, "Oh, hey, I'm Matt. I'm I do so and so at company and no, you all can this. skip all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like to. people already know you. They already know what you like to do, and you get to skip the the small talk and just like Mm. instantly become friends and it's 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 worth it um and then like the other the other point you brought up that i'd like to see conferences figure out is how because WordCamp, like you said is super cheap because they subsidize a lot of it 
Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the biggest things I think the PHP community probably needs to figure out how to do, which is not an easy thing at all mm-hmm. to figure out. Um, WordCamp is obviously in a, a well-placed position with automatic backing um, all the conferences, but it is hard um, to afford, like, what, like, what is it, like an average of like $300 a ticket? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not easy for... Even plus travel and plus accommodation and yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to name names. But like, you know, there's one conference that has a hotel where it averages around like seven hundred dollars for the entire weekend. Like, that's wow. That is not an insignificant amount of money for mm-hmm. you know, even you know, even for people making like six figures, that's, that's you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if we could figure that out, the um, bringing the ticket prices down for conferences, I think that would be a huge win overall, yeah. which is why I like, I like Laracon online. It's only like $30, $25, yeah. something yeah. like that, you know? Mm. Um, and they also do the scholarships, which yeah, is a, a huge win. Definitely, yeah. And I'm hoping eventually, like when we are in a better position, Larabas, we will be able to offer scholarships too, because I think that that's one thing. And also what I like, about work camps i don't know if they do it everywhere or in only in london but they do offer like childcare support so if you know you've got people coming with children you've got a place to leave your kid for the whole day and you can still go to talks and this is a huge help for people for parents like i've never brought my kids because i just like I'm, this is my weekend and you stay home and i'm going by myself but if they were smaller you know i would have to if i wanted to go somewhere i would have to do it like not everyone can just leave their child with somebody else so having that option there it's it's amazing and so many people used it and they all said like great so i mean i know this is a wishful thinking really but having a support like that that would enable so many more i think especially women i mean i'm not saying just women do that but you know i mean especially work camp actually whole families i think there was a family they came from germany for this not all i'm supposed not not only for that but they went to london they went to work camp they the kids stayed in the childcare there and then they just had a nice longer weekend out of it and it was just so nice rather than you know taking your family and then you leave them somewhere and you go somewhere else so it was yeah it's a good thing to do i think WordCamp does a lot of things right and we can yeah learn from that no i mean that's that's super cool i think i, I i've heard rumblings of um daycare being an option it, it always just comes back down to money at the end of the day you know so Hopefully, when things kick back up, you know, sponsors are feeling generous enough to help make these things possible. Yeah. And I'm sure it's not it's not going to happen like overnight. But just knowing that these options are there and we should try towards them, it would help. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, what should we be on the lookout for next with Laravels? Like, is, is there, like, you know, you said the website is perpetually coming and as a side project i totally understand that um but like what what can we be on the lookout for is is something to kind of cheer y'all on and help y'all out with i mean it changed so it kind of evolves the whole thing evolves so when i started it like i said i had no like i just wanted a group of friends to talk to but now so we've got a newsletter so we have a monthly newsletter so that's going to continue uh i've also started doing like a youtube live streams chat thing i did one in january and we have another one coming up in april and the format of that is that it's me and three other people and we discuss something it's like similar to what we are doing now so there's a topic and we talk about something so in january we were talking about 
uh, women in Laravel in general, like why there are so, so few women in Laravel. So there was me, then there was Anna from uh, Portugal, then there was Chess Archer from uh, Australia, and then there was Matt Southfer from the US. So Matt was there because he's quite well known in the community and he, he's he's got a company so you know he could ask from his perspective what he what companies what they do and what companies could do to attract more uh, potential like you know talent and then there were us the women talking about our experience so i think it helped like kind of so people don't have to know what it's like so it's just it was like you know friendly chat and now in april we're going to talk about conferences funnily enough because as you've noticed a lot of conferences have uh, a lot of men uh, but not that many women and so we're going to talk about the be there will be me again then there will be diana from beyond code then there will be shruti which is a lady from india and then there will be ian lansman so he's the organizer of laracon online so again he is going to be there to answer all of all of our questions <laughs> to take the four you know but he said he will talk about what it's actually like organized conference and then maybe hearing our experiences or our feelings why we maybe don't want to submit a talk or what is stopping us so that we can maybe you know once we talk about it i don't actually know what's going to come out of it i don't have a plan i'll have a few questions ready but then i'll see where the conversation takes us because i think i don't want it to be scripted so so this is another thing we're going to be doing i'm thinking about quarterly at the moment because i don't want to overwhelm myself but this is what we're going to be doing so every three months talk about something um then i want to do more uh, so there is quite few uh, tutorials or mentors. Again, there are men. So I'm trying to get women to be mentors as well, to teach more because there's such an imbalance. And I'm not saying like, it's not men's fault, but it's like there is so m much less women and non-binary and trans folk in Laravel in general. So because there's few of us, we need to kind of push us further or higher so that we can be seen because it's harder you know in the mass of other developers so the next thing is that i just want to yeah, promote more women to so tomorrow which is going to be fun i'm actually doing like live live coding stream with another developer that we're going to be working on php packages or laravel package and for me it's the first time live coding and i've only done one php package in the past and i don't know i can't remember and i promised him and myself that i'm not going to prepare i'm going to go into this as a beginner so that I can ask all the questions that beginners may have. Because if I prepared, you know, I will probably assume that oh, everyone knows that. But I'm just going to have to ask everything because if he does something or if he asks me to do something, I'll be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So we're going to do that. And I want to do more of that. Again, I want to do more. I, well, that's my wish at least, to have more women kind of featured in these things. And not always on the side of we are the ones learning, but to be the teachers as well. Like I currently put myself in the learner's position a lot because I feel like, if I don't do what I want other people to do, I would feel like a hypocrite. So if I want more women to be featured in videos and tutorials and all that, I kind of put myself in that position as well, because if I just ask others to do it and me not doing it, I would feel like a hypocrite. So that's why I'm all over, like, I'm doing podcasts, even though I feel terrible, like I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm saying, you know, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I just, I, I want to, you know, like push myself and I hope other people, other women will push themselves too. So, yeah, I mean, there are lots of plans. Like I said, the thing is, when I see something happening, I try, I try to react to it. So the thing with the conference talk, I, I knew I wanted to do a talk in April, but I don't know what it was about until this latest Laracon online, which is going to be like in a few weeks time, the lineup 
was uh, went live and they're all men speakers and at that point people started saying oh where are all the women what, what about Larabas and I said okay so let's do something about it. like I can't force our members to go and give a talk I can't do that but maybe I can help them other way like doing this chat so if there's something happens I try to see is there something I could do about it I all Arabas in general so and then I'm gonna do it so I, I go with the flow which is probably not a great thing to do with like with a company but I started it out of nothing, without a plan. And I'm just going to, and I listen to the community because I don't want it to be like something that I, you know, something that I don't want Laribos to be something I want it to be. I want Laribos to be there for other people. So that's why I'm trying to listen to other people and see what they need and then do accordingly. So you asked, sorry, that was a long answer to a simple question. What's next? And I'm just telling you, I don't know. I mean, we've got this YouTube talk planned and then we've got, you know, newsletters keep coming out and we're going to have the website soon and we'll just take it from there what is the best way for someone to get involved or to join if they're interested the website or where should they go so on the website you can sign up to the newsletter then twitter probably if you want to either my personal twitter or Larbo's twitter and then there's the discord channel so the discord is the most reactive i would say so if somebody asks a question that somebody else will be there immediately and plus these things like with twitter you can post something on twitter and like five minutes later it's gone and you just must flushes in front of your eyes and you're like oh where did i see it who who, did, who posted it? and it's so hard to keep up so i'm trying to if there's something important either send it in a newsletter or then on twitter on discord so either of these ways or send me an email yeah okay We'll throw a link to the Discord in the show notes for anyone that wants to join there. Thank you. And real quick, what is what is your um, Twitter in case people want to give you a follow to keep up? It's my name. I mean, do I have to spell it all? <laughs> so it's at Susanna, which is Z-U-Z-A-N-A underscore K-U-N-C-K-O-V-A. I know it's a pain to spell. And I had a shorter one, but like I had a shorter, like it was like a bunch of letters and numbers. And actually when I went, oh, just before I went live with Laravels, Laravels, I was talking to Matt Stauffer and he said, Susanna, you really need to change your Twitter handle. You need to make it memorable. I said, but how do I make it memorable? Like my name is so long and so hard to spell. Surely if I use my name, it's going to be like, nobody's going to mem- remember it. But all the other names were taken, you know, Twitter, like, everyone's on twitter so i ended up being my full name and i'm like i feel for you people if you have to spell it because it's just not easy but yeah so that's twitter and if you want to tweet at larabels it's at larabels php because i kind of got inspired with laravel php that's that's their twitter handle so i thought i'm just going to throw in the php too just you know to be one of the cool kids perfect cool we'll throw links to both those in the show notes um I know it's late for you, but thank you so much for joining us. It was really cool to see everything that's going on, and we look forward to seeing what um, what Larabelle's takes shape as next. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye, you Ben. Too. Bye. Bye, Matthew. <laughs> oh, Jesus.